Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. My name is Jason. And I am John, and it's great to be back for a pre-NCHC hockey pod edition of the Mav Puck Cast. We get to eat some turkey, and then, fingers crossed, hopefully we get to watch some hockey. Yeah, and you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, one of my friends was mentioning that they uh, that they were looking for turkey breasts because they didn't want to get the full-bore turkey at the store. And they were telling me that the uh, manager of the grocery stores that they had visited where they could not find turkey breasts had said that the stores didn't want to stock up too heavily on turkeys this year because they thought that celebrations might be truncated due to the pandemic. So that's why they were having a hard time finding turkey breasts, which I thought was an interesting little tidbit. There's been a lot of weird things uh, with COVID that I haven't been able to find. And I mean, it all started with the whole toilet paper fiasco back in March and it just seemed to carry on to other things at other times. Well, and I'll tell you, Bridget was at Walmart yesterday and sure enough, they were out of toilet paper at the uh, Papillion Walmart that she went to and they were out of paper towels. So... (laughs) Apparent, apparently, uh, apparently, there's a run on uh, on paper products. Your your items are more practical than me. I was feeling nostalgic, not being able uh, to go to a UNO game, and I'm one that I kind of have a ritual. I have a routine that I stick to, and I usually go in between the first and second period and have a, a drink with a couple guys, and we always get the same beer and. So I decided I wanted to go to the store and get that beer. So at least even though I couldn't watch hockey, I could drink what I'm used to drinking and they didn't have any. And I was very, very perplexed. What do you mean you don't have that? (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I understand being wistful about uh, UNO hockey games. In a way, I've kind of tried to avoid it uh, this season. I I wanted to check out the new uh, NCHC app on Apple TV, uh, you know, anticipating the the games that we're going to be watching here in December. And so I pulled up the final final game of the season last season uh, against North Dakota at Baxter Arena, and I started watching it. And I I told Bridget, I said, I, I'm starting to feel kind of sad because I saw the crowd and I was listening to Donnie Barnes and Terry Leahy do the call uh, on the game, uh, the the replay of the game broadcast, and I thought, you know, I I'm really gonna miss being in the stands at Baxter Arena to start the season. I'm I'm just kind of bummed about the whole thing. So I'm happy hockey's back, but it certainly would be better if I could be there without having to worry about dying because of it. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, you know, I love UNO hockey, but I I haven't quite decided yet if, if i'm if i'm willing to die for you in hockey <laughs> unless it's the line in the sand unless it's just a random accident i'm i'm not sure i'm willing to do that yet but i i, I guess we'll find out um yeah so anyway it's it's we have to be careful and i i was reminded of that this week uh a long time uno hockey fan uh jerry sanders who Many UNO fans who were involved with the UNO Blue Line Club know uh, he worked each game down uh, on the scores uh, at the scores table, down at ice level, and uh, Bev and or Jerry and his wife Bev um, were fixtures, especially in the early years with the Blue Line Club, and uh, 
they're still at all the events. They were at the the final dinner with the Mavs that we went to uh, February last year. Uh, Jerry always sells raffle tickets at those events, and and he and Be- Bev used to be in charge of membership for many many years. Uh, she was a longtime employee in the athletic department. She uh, she uh, was the women's equipment manager from I think it was uh, 1978 to 2001. And their grandson's actually the head equipment manager now. I I got a text a few days ago that that Jerry um, had passed away from COVID, and uh, I was it was it was really sad because uh, you know, obviously Jerry was a retirement age when we met them you know twenty some years ago they were they were retirement age then so they were obviously I'm I'm assuming maybe they were in their eighties I don't know how old Jerry was but um, it's sad because they were fixtures at games and. You know, you. I've known a lot of people who have gotten COVID. Uh, my next door neighbor, who's uh, in his late seventies, just called us last week to say he had COVID and he was taken off by the rescue squad a couple of days ago with pneumonia. And it just it reminds you that you know a lot of people are really susceptible to this contagious uh, virus, and and so I just. Uh, Anyway, it's just one of those things where it's just kind of a sobering reality and you you think and we'll talk in this episode about having fans at games, whether that should happen or not. And it does remind you that this is something that can, you know, kind of spread like wildfire. And so there are people who are really susceptible. So it was very sad news to hear about Jerry and uh, uh, send out our condolences to his family and certainly to Bev. Um, I always wave Definitely. and say hi when I see them at the games. So it'll be It'll it'll be a, a different experience not seeing him down on the scorers bench. We always uh, we sit behind the the, the scorers table, and uh, I always see his uh, his uh, white haired kind of balded head, you know, kind of bobbing around there, especially when they're looking at replays. So uh, so he will be missed. Yeah, that was sad news, and I didn't. I certainly did not know him you know, nearly as well as as you have. I crossed paths every once in a while with him at, at Blue Line stuff, but. Um, you know, he was not someone that I would say I was well acquainted with, but anytime we hear of, of people passing because of this, it's just, it breaks your heart. You know, it's just, it's just sad that, that we have to, that we have to go through that. You have to lose people and, you know, you have to alter your lives. And, and, you know, we're talking about hockey in a pod because this disease is just, you know, so life altering. Uh, I got a message from a friend of mine who his kid plays college hockey and uh, his kid got COVID and it wasn't anything major. You know, he was over it in a couple of days. He never had to go to the hospital. It was never anything major. It was just, you know, stayed in the basement for, for a few days and stuff. And, and he kind of felt fine after that. Um, but they were talking about just the lingering effects of of that disease and he's still not able i mean this this is a guy that plays college hockey um division one level so we're not talking about someone who's you know out of shape or anything like that um and he hasn't been able to complete a practice like he just he he's fine for the first 15 20 minutes but he can't take a full shift he can't complete a practice he just he just doesn't have the stamina for it even now. And I, he said it was like April when he got, when he caught COVID. So yeah, it's crazy how that affects, you know, how much we, how little we know about how much it affects people. 
Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. Uh, a lot of assumptions uh, are made, and then a lot of assumptions are kind of blown out of the water. And I, you know, I don't want to get too dour, but it is something you think about when you talk about the lingering effects. You do wonder if, if you do end up getting COVID, um, if it's one of those things that will be kind of a, a little checkbox when you're imply, applying, for example, for like uh, uh, health insurance as a as a pre-existing condition long term. And that's that's where it kind of it, it really sort of gets scary, and it's kind of a, a sobering when you think about doing some of these activities. You're like, is this kind of a long-term chronic pre-existing condition that uh, that you'll have to think about and, and deal with for the rest of your life? We we just don't know. We just don't know because it seems to affect people uh, so differently, you know. So, and I think that lends to the announcement that the NCHC put out about the pod and and the games and, and the precautions that they're going to take is is how much and how serious they are looking at this and saying, you know, we we have to protect our student athletes and the staff that have to be at the games to make it function. And you had alluded to this at the beginning of the podcast about whether or not there would be fans in the stands. And we've talked about that in previous podcasts, but a lot of that goes back to keeping everyone safe and making sure. Um, so for those who didn't know, you know, there are, there's testing protocols in place uh, for teams that are coming to the pod. Uh, there's a quarantine format that they'll have to abide to buy. So um, post Thanksgiving, uh, teams will be traveling here. Uh, they've tiered out staff. So certain certain tiers can have, they will have less interaction with the players and team staff. And so they won't have to quarantine as aggressively as uh, the players and the team staff will. Um, they're basically full quarantine. Uh, the only people they'll see is each other and the other teams in that. So um, they talked about buses. I, I, I read that one about, you know, these teams that are coming in uh, North Dakota, you know, Duluth, uh, St. Cloud, Denver, Colorado College, those uh, Western Michigan, Miami, those teams that are, are traveling to Omaha uh, will have, they'll be required to at least have two buses. Um, those buses will be here the whole time to, to transport them from hotels to facilities for practices and things. And, you know, they won't have, you know, interactions. Um, what did you think about the, the announcement and the precautions that they put in place? Do you think it's enough? Do you think they needed to do more? Well, you know, reading about the different tiers, because they have three tiers, as, as you alluded to, there's the tier one, which is the team and the essential staff around the team. And then you have, Tier two and tier three, which is kind of, you know, it's the press box staff and, and that includes like the media uh, personalities that are going to be broadcasting the games and things like that. Now, I will note that all teams have to quarantine for seven days before the pod starts. So my math may be wrong. We're recording this on November 24th, but we're a week out from the pod starting, correct? Uh, tomorrow, in theory, of seven day quarantine would have to start tomorrow. Well, yeah. the day the day the podcast comes out, Wednesday, would be day one. Yeah, when's Wednesday? One, when's the first? Is the first next? See, here we're getting into Tuesday. we're getting into it. Okay, the first so, is Tuesday. Okay, and so they have to quarantine for seven days before the event. So I'm assuming they're going to start quarantining now. But as we know, Colorado College, there are players who have COVID currently. 
So this could affect the team coming in and whether they will be able to play out of the gate next week. And all players will be tested prior to leaving their home city and upon arrival, and they'll be regularly tested while they're here. Yes, they will. And NCHC teams will have to have a, a minimum of 15 players in order to play. Yeah. Which that would be, that'd be, that'd be fascinating to play that roster, right? <laughs> Could be interesting depending on which 15 they are. I mean, you really start to look at it and I, you know, I hate to, to throw it back to what the NHL did, but you really look at, at kind of, you know, what the NHL did with expanding the rosters so teams could bring more players in the event that you did have to have someone sit out. Um, but also looking at how how much more, like, valuable depth was. We always knew that depth, particularly in the playoffs in the NHL, was incredibly important because injuries happen. Uh, but when you look at the pod situation and, and what happened there, I mean, it, it, like, the deep, deep teams are absolutely the ones that survived the best did the best in in the pod even though you know there was never a player that tested positive for covid um, while the nhl was in the pod situation so the formula is there for it to work but you know you really start looking at you know it's almost who you have on any given night depending on how this goes if, if we get cases of COVID and it starts to spread, this could get shut down in a hurry, right? Oh, absolutely. And I should clarify, that was 15 healthy skaters plus two goaltenders, plus two coaches and one medical professional. So they have to, those are the minimums that they that they have to have. So, so if a lot of players, one of the assistants or the head coach and, uh, and the medical personnel go... <laughs> Maybe bring a couple of medical personnel with you to you run into that, but it could. And I know that they have set up rules for uh, the the teams, which are going to be at four hotels within walking distance in the Exarban Village area. I know that they have said that the teams will not be allowed to interact with each other off the ice. I assume if you've got eight teams and there are four hotels, that there will be two teams per hotel. Just a guess that that's how they'll they'll do it. I you know some of the hotels are bigger than others, so so maybe that won't quite be the case. But but uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that all goes down, and and, and if people uh, you know are as strict with this uh, as as they say. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Just perusing this again, I mean, there's a there's a symptom screening app that UNO has developed that the teams have to use. I mean, and you're right, they're going to be tested multiple times throughout this, so. I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's one of those things that it's a lot, it's a lot of rules to have to think about. But when you look at the other teams and other conferences around college hockey, and I know we've got a text string going about this, it seems like, you know, multiple games every day are getting, you know, postponed or paused. Is the paused is the new word. I don't, I don't know who uh, originally devised the term paused for postponed or canceled, but paused has become the new. It's it's kind of like when you, you know, when you are getting a new HVAC system in your home and they refer to the per, you know salesperson who's coming to sell it as the, you know, 
comfort specialist. I, I don't, you know, I, that doesn't make me feel any better. I'd just rather hear we're going to send a salesperson out to talk to you about that as opposed <laughs> to the comfort specialist. But we've paused. A lot of games are getting paused, and there are a lot of fans and media types in that, that follow the other conferences and teams in those conferences who are really envious of this pod structure. So it will be interesting to see if it goes well, because if it goes well, you might see some other teams in the second half of the season decide to kind of replicate the idea with, you know, a single site, all teams coming and playing, you know, multiple games kind of in a condensed schedule. And I do wonder if this works well for UNO and we keep seeing other conferences canceling games left and right, if the NCHC might decide to do something like this in the second half too. I mean, there are a lot of ifs right now. We don't know if this will go well. And as you said, if it's a situation where there are players on multiple teams as the testing progresses, you know, the next week or so, you know, it could, you know, things could go south in a hurry. You know what I'm saying? It kind of surprises me, all these announcements about that, because, I mean, you had the NHL show you what works. You know, they played right. all of those games. They didn't have a single instance. And it came down to a couple key things. I remember um, Gary Bettman talking about it uh, a little bit in a, in a podcast interview that I had listened to. He said, you know, the keys to the success of the NHL pod was um, their execution of the standards and the the roles on what, you know, the rules, who could do what, when type of thing and, and staying committed to this is the way we're going to do it. But then the commitment of the athletes and saying we're willing to put our lives on hold to make this work so that, you know, we can still deliver a product and have in their case, you know, have a chance at, at raising the Stanley cup. So, you know, they were very, very much committed to it. And so that's where I go. Like these teams, you had it in front of you to say, look, let's, let's do this format. Let's confine their exposure and control as many points of exposure as possible so that we can at least have a season and get the kids to buy into it because I mean, I've heard of teams that have lost some players to Europe because uh, the Swedish elite leagues and, and Swedish uh, teams, uh, the, some of the European leagues and things are playing hockey with virtually no precautions whatsoever. And that was very enticing for some of these kids just to say, Hey, I can go over there and play and actually play instead of having to go through this. Will they, won't they kind of, um, BS that's going through with college hockey right now. So um, I'm a little surprised that that more teams didn't look at this and say, hey, maybe we can, you know, maybe we can bring, you know, the Northeast groups aren't that far away. Maybe we'll just all come together and, you know, we'll do it our way over winter break. Um, it, it just it just kind of surprises me that that more of them didn't figure this out and come to the same conclusion that the NCHC does. I think whether or not the NCHC, that this pod format is successful for these teams depends 100% on the teams being committed to accepting that it's not the same as it is before, 
that they're going to have to give up on, you know, some of the things that they've, they've done in the past and the experiences that they've had in the past. They're going to have to give that up because playing hockey is more important. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing when you're dealing with college students, it's a, it's a different mindset, even though hockey players at the collegiate level and in all, in many cases are older than their, than their peers uh, in the freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior classes. Um, they still live on campus in many instances. It's a communal environment and you're just exposed to, I mean, it's, it's the, I guess it's the, the young version of, of uh, nur- a nursing homes and assisted living facilities. You have <laughs> a lot of players living in a lot of human beings living in close proximity. And I think that that's part of the issue. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a situation that it's, it's hard to control what people are going to do. I mean, we've seen this just with even the, the simplest of rules and simplest of regulations, it's hard to get people to buy in because, uh, you know, these things have become very, uh, you know, very divisive in our society. And so it's just hard to know what will happen. I'm hopeful, and I know you're hopeful too, as, as are the rest of the fans and the people who lead the NCHC, that this will prove to be an environment that helps kind of staunch the spread and staunch the exposure and staunch some of those uh, risks that some of these other teams around college hockey are facing. But it is every day we retweet on the MapPuck Twitter accounts, you know, games that are getting canceled and college hockey news this afternoon, you know, they said basically 90% of the hockey schedule is, you know, wiped out at this point until mid-December. So it's, it'll be interesting. Even if we get through the pot, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens in the second half. Um, But I would encourage people to read, uh, if you go to the uh, NCHC website, I encourage you to read some of the rules that they have because they have a, they have a a lot of, a lot of uh, policies and procedures for this thing. And it'll be interesting to see if they end up facing a worst case scenario when this thing starts next week. So you mentioned the hope that we all have for hockey. Let's, at least between the two of us, <laughs> quantify that a little bit. Um, we we used to do an over-under segment. I, I don't know that we're going to bring that back. But what's your, what's your over-under on the number of games? Do you think they get the full... Do we get a full pod hockey? Or is, does it get abbreviated? Does it get paused somewhere in there? Boy, I don't know. I I tend to be optimistic and I I I will I will say at this point I'll say, you know, I'll say it's a you've got a, an an 80% chance or better that all the games will get played. That may be optimistic on my part. I don't know if you'll agree. Um I know that there are people out there who disagree on that. Um it just all depends on what happens in the next week. And as you know, the minute we end this podcast, some major piece of news comes out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, I, I think it's an all or nothing thing. I think that either, either we hear about, you know, another Cairo College kind of thing where you've got players that get exposed and, you know, Cairo College comes out and announces, you know, Friday after Thanksgiving that, you know, COVID's run rampant and they're not able to fill the team and they're not coming at all. Um, Or it 
it's so prevalent in the teams that that the NCHC just says, all right, we tried. It's just not going to happen. It's not worth the risk. We'll just hold off and wait for, you know, after January and, and bring 2021 with whatever it brings. Um, or I think the other option is kind of a 50-50 split is they say, screw it, we're doing this. You know, and they've got their protocols in place and a, ta- a player test positive and that player is, you know, removed from the herd and quarantined and they keep trying to go and they keep plucking players out of teams as they test positive. And, you know, it, it becomes this really odd kind of hockey, but they'll be committed. I got to imagine that if they get teams here, because of the financial stress that it would put on the league, um, you know, having spent everything that they needed to spend to make it happen, uh, to pause it like halfway through or something. I just, that I think would be a difficult thing to do. So I would expect that it's kind of an all or nothing either. Things are going to happen before the pod starts and we don't get pod hockey or we get it and then they're going to make it work with whatever, you know, whatever it is. What's not in those COVID guidelines is really that like, are there any penalties? Because I remember the NHL came out with, you know, if, if you violate the, the NHL rules for the bubble, you're at risk of, you know, X, Y, and Z to the point of fines for the team and lost draft picks. Like, they're like they were serious about if you don't follow the rules, if you have players that don't follow the rules, um, there will be consequences. And I really didn't see that. And I know that it's a little bit more difficult in this format to really do that. But I'm kind of a little worried that it's it's that classic like these are the smart things to do. We hope you will make good choices. Yeah, and. <sighs> it's a difficult situation to know what they would end up doing. You know, you you do get, I mean, obviously those of us who've been sports fans are, you know, essentially our entire lives, you know, you do, you do kind of worry about, you know, certain pieces of news getting swept under the rug, not released. You know, I I don't want to, you know, start the, you know, black helicopter conspiracy theory swirling, but you do wonder with the pressure, as you were mentioning, to have this go off well, the financial pressures of, of what it costs to put these players up, feed them, et cetera, you know, pay for, I'm, I'm sure that the, the conference is, is helping to uh, finance and underwrite this. You, you do worry about, well, what if, what if things don't get reported? What if we don't hear about teams? Although that hasn't seemed to be a problem throughout college hockey. Uh, Institutions seem to be very forthcoming about that. But it's interesting because you're dealing with a pod schedule like this where, you know, all, all the teams except for UNO are essentially remote. So I don't know what happened, but like you, I think, you know, I think if, if things go well the next week, I think it'll happen and, You know, they'll be here for the entire run of this thing. And, uh, you know, some of the teams are shorthanded as far as roster depth, they're shorthanded. But I don't know. I I still think it's possible there's something that could happen in the next week that throws this, you know, off track. I just I guess it'll be interesting to see what kind of testing happens over the next few days 
and what they learn about their teams. Although I would imagine some of these teams have already been, you know, essentially isolating together and just practicing with each other, hanging out with each other, eating with each other. So I, I would assume that they're not hanging out with girlfriends or in the case of, you know, UNO hockey player Josh Boyer, his wife, you know, as we go forward here. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, and what their capability of being able to do that is, you know, that'll that'll be if they if they're doing those things, if they're taking the precautions, if they're taking it seriously, then you know we have a good chance of being able to see forty really good games. Uh, if they're not, if they're not committed to it, then the headlines will not be anything that's on the ice. The headlines will all be about you know this player that went out was seen at a bar and you know that player who was you know at a movie or walking downtown or you know whatever <laughs> i mean it's it's just the way it is that's that's what the headline will be the headline will not be you know this team had an amazing game or or did you see that goal or you know how well it's going for the nchc and how you know every league in ncaa hockey should have followed their lead that won't be the headline that won't be the story It'll all be one person's stupid decision to, you know, put themselves before their team and the other teams and, you know, go out and, and think that they can have some fun, um, you know, sneak past the security guards kinds of things and stuff. And um, yeah, we were talking about we'll that. See, but... Yeah, we were talking about that on the last podcast. I gave you my example from northern Michigan and. And, it, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that a college hockey player made a dumb decision. So, right. <laughs> you know, and I, I I, will add, since the last time we did this podcast, just a little bit of news here. They did announce game times because Jason and I speculated a little bit on that when they were going to play these 40, 40 uh, pod hockey games. And they were the, doing two for those just refresher real quick, two a day, uh, weekdays, three a day weekends. And yes. everyone off on Mondays. So the Tuesday through Friday games will be 3.35 p.m. and 7.35 p.m. Central Time. And then the weekend games will consist of triple headers, and you'll have one at 12.05 p.m. Central Time, 4.05 p.m., and 8.05 p.m. So... So that's that's not a that's not a bad schedule for fans, especially the the in week ones. If you're uh, looking forward to watching some of these games, uh, um, obviously, if you get off of work um, and you are going into work, if you're not working remotely, that three thirty five uh, central game might be a little bit tough. But uh, certainly, the uh, capper in the evening during the week will be fine, and then uh, then you'll have a, a day full of. A, a day full of hockey on Saturday and Sunday each. So that'll be exciting. That'll and be the fun. nice thing is like we've talked about before, you know, you and I are both kind of big on, on streaming television, but that's one of the benefits of streaming television is even if I'm at work, there's browser tabs <laughs> and phones <laughs> hidden in desk drawers. I know some of the tricks. If you need some, hit me up on Twitter. I'll give you some of the, crazy ways to hide what you're watching but well and the nice thing is it should be good quality jason because they they announced again they do all this stuff you know shortly after we uh post a podcast so they announced that uh at the same time that they did the uh announcement of the game times 
They also announced that Midco Sports Network, which has done a terrific job broadcasting, among others, the North Dakota hockey games that we've gotten to watch on NCHC over the past several seasons, they will be the broadcast partner and they will be doing the games for the pod. And I know that fans are going to be very excited because the video quality that they provide is good and they've got some terrific personalities in the booth. So it should be good, even though we can't be there. Uh, let's move on a little bit, kind of on the same topic, but uh, season ticket holders, if you have been ignoring your email, you need to open it up and find the one from UNO uh, because you do have some choices to make on what you want to do with your season tickets. Um, I think the the gist of it basically is is that you have a choice to punt your current paid amounts uh, to next season and not have to worry about season tickets for 21-22 season. Um, you could also save it as what is this, as I understand is essentially a credit. Is that right? That yes. you can then use to purchase second half games. Yeah. So essentially your, your options are you can do a one-time donation to the athletic departments. You could ask that's choice. I, I don't know if that's number one or number three. I don't know. You know. Creighton basketball here in Omaha made that choice. Number one, because they would like for people to make a donation and then buy their season tickets again next fall. Because that's what the Catholic Mafia does in this town. I know Bridget's a member of them. That's that's what they do. But regardless, um, so the options are, there are three options. You can take a credit towards next season, which I would imagine most people will do. You could ask for a refund, or you could make a one-time donation to the UNO Athletic Department. What I would say is, and Jason alluded to this, if you take a credit for next season, so you essentially say, you know what? I've already paid for my tickets. I'm just going to have them apply that money toward the following season. And they said that the season ticket prices next season will be the same as they were this season. They also said that if they have fans at games in the second half, they will sell tickets, however many tickets those are, on a single game basis. And that you could use your money uh, that you had applied as a credit, you could use some or all of that money, you know, whatever the case may be, some or part of that money, whatever percentage, towards buying tickets for those games in the second half, which there will be eight home games. Now, Jason and I, who had questioned whether they should have parents or fans of any kind in the pod games, and they announced after our last podcast that they aren't, also are probably questioning whether they're going to have fans or should have fans at home games in the second half of the season. So that might be a total moot point. And I don't know your thoughts on that, Jason, whether you think they can or should have fans when, uh, you know, New Year's rolls around. I don't know. I, I respect them saying we're not going to make a decision right now. I think that there's a lot of unknowns I mean, the last time we did a podcast, there really wasn't anything about a vaccine. And now, you know, there's all this news about multiple vaccines that all have pretty high efficacy rates. So, you know, the things change, you know, the the hospitalization rates here in Omaha have skyrocketed, you know, by January, that may be back down to a manageable number. Who knows? 
um, it's hard to say. So I wouldn't want to like pigeonhole myself either into this is the way we're going to do things. I think that for every fan, it's a it's a risk reward thing. You have to look at at what your commitment is to the team and and what your um, what you're willing to risk because there's nothing I would have, I, I would be surprised if you couldn't, but there's nothing that says that if you take the credit and they don't have games for use you to use the credits that you would then be able to just, you know, essentially turn that over into your season tickets, you know, next year, or if that, you know, has to get used in certain ways, or if they're going to, you know, pull something and go, Oh, well, you know, you, you didn't, you know, you took that as, as your credit money for that season. So you've got to use it, but here's some ways you can use it. You know, you can donate it to this or that, or, um, you know, you can buy stuff from the merch shop or something like that. You know, I just, you just don't know. So are you willing to say, Hey, I'm going to risk, you know, the potential, cause I want that potential to buy tickets in the second half. Um, or do you say, Hey, you know, they may not allow anyone, but the people who took the credit to buy tickets for the second half games. And if I can't buy a ticket for the second half game, I'm going to be okay with that. And I'll just hold off and wait for next, uh, next fall. Um, and, and hope for the best for, for the, 21 22 season um i i think you just every fan's going to be different and i don't think that there's a right or wrong choice in all this stuff i think if you do as a donation you say you know i'm just committed to seeing the university succeed in the program at the university succeed and i'm willing to give my money to that i think that's great i mean people who have that capability and, and the financial ability to do that i think um it's always nice to see people step up and say it is what it is. I'm fine with it. I'll be, you know, I'll be okay. And, you know, they could use this money more than me. So I, I'm not going to say that any one way is, is the way to go. Cause I think every fan just has to sit and say, this is what I'm willing to do. Yeah. You know, they didn't, you're absolutely right on one point there. I mean, you're, you're probably right on many points there. I was just, I'm highlighting one of them. <laughs> I'm highlighting one of the points that you're, <laughs> you're right on, but they didn't really clarify whether you had to take a credit in order to be able to buy these hypothetical single game tickets for the second half of the season. And, and I think that that's a question that a number of fans have. Is it like, do you have to take a credit or are the, the season ticket holders who take a credit, are they going to be given first shot at these hypothetical tickets? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not convinced that they're actually going to have fans in the second half of the season. I I'm not, I'm not sure you want to open up logistically that can of worms. We've talked in the past about some of the challenges just financially and logistically that they will have with fans in the stands for um, games in the second half of the season. And I don't necessarily think it's the most responsible thing to have fans at games in the second half of the season. Um, but we will see, uh, those, those don't start until, uh, December 31st, uh, here in Omaha. So I don't know. I, um, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I think most fans, uh, you know, want to support the program and I think most of them will take a credit towards next season. Some may make a donation, which would I'm sure yeah. you know would appreciate. I know that the Creighton basketball team said that they needed 70% of their fans to make a one-time donation or the athletic department would lose money this season. But again, you know, when you look at collegiate basketball, um, 
you do wonder how many of those games are going to get canceled. This goes along. So it's, it's just all kind of a crapshoot at this point. But I will say there is a chance for fans to be in the stands for the pod games coming up. And in the stands in air quotes. <laughs> in the stands in air quotes. <laughs> yes. UNO just announced that they will have. And I don't, was it UNO or was it the NCHC? I don't know. I was part of this text string with you guys. But you will have an opportunity to purchase a cutout that can be sitting in the stands at Baxter Arena for the 40 pod games. Yeah, that's it's been a popular thing with a lot of uh, sporting events, right? Like I've seen it in the NFL stuff. Um it's it's always a little strange to me. But I mean at least you get to be there, I guess. The requirements were kind of interesting to me. They were very specific <laughs> about, you know. Yes, let's talk about those cuz I think I think that would be uh I I love so let's do you want me to do you want me to run down some of them here for the uh listeners, Jason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have it up? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, they they're going to want to hear these. Okay. So here are the cutout rules, and most of you have seen these at uh, college football and NFL football the past couple of months, um, and some of the teams have done fun things. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Denver Broncos did uh, like South Park characters in one of their end zones. So you get a lot. You get a lot of yes, kind of they did. fun. That's awesome. Fun, clever things. Yeah, I absolutely love that. But so here are the rules, okay, for the cutouts at the NCHC Pod Games. And the rules for these cutouts are nearly as strict as their rules for players as it regards COVID-19 compliance. So bear with us here. But here are the cutout rules. No commercial advertising, including company names, apparel brands, hashtags, social media handles, phone numbers, logos, slogans, or other branding will be allowed. So I guess that means we can't mention Mavpuck.com. And that Nike swoosh you can't wear, and <laughs> yeah, no, no Adidas. Yeah, what about that branded Adidas UNO apparel? Do I do I have to go in and Photoshop that out of my? Do I have to use the uh, the uh, heel tool or the clone uh, clone stamp tool to uh, get rid of that, Jason? You you might have to. <laughs> okay, so I that, think that... I think we should start the trend here with this first rule and say, all right, everyone's just going to wear white. And we're just going to do a whiteout for UNO fans. Oh, that would make it much easier because these these cutouts cost 50 bucks. So if we just said, you know, they probably just prefer we buy just a, a just a static white cutout with nothing but just just white, just white cardboard. They'd probably prefer we do that because it would be much easier for them. They'd probably make a lot more money on those. OK, they save so, on ink and we know how much ink costs. So that was rule number one. Now, I boy, I'll tell you what, it would be it would be something if UNO actually followed these rules because it's really, really difficult to find a lot of people wearing UNO gear at UNO hockey games most of the time, let alone the uh, school colors. So that was rule number one. The second rule is NCHC school branded attire only. Okay. Okay. No third party branding including branding on apparel and in photo backgrounds, no attire or branding of other NCAA or professional sports teams. So Jason, who is a big Colorado Avalanche fan, who has has at times 
worn avalanche apparel to UNO hockey games. I, I don't think I'm, yeah. He cannot, he cannot do that. He could do that as a human being walking into the games. He can do that. But he cannot do that when he pays $50 for an avatar of himself. I just don't know how they're going to know it's me if I'm not wearing my avalanche sweater. <laughs> now, I will tell you that, uh, that, our, that, our, that our friend Connor Willingham asked if they could, you know, make a cardboard cutout of themselves in Red Army attire. So I'll be interested to hear what the NCHC says about that. Because if they're because yeah, if that... they're allowed to if they're allowed to wear red army attire, I think I should be able to you know have myself in a shirt with like the Mav Puck logo on it, right? Uh, yeah, I guess that's that puts them in a predicament because you've you've drawn the line where you just read it that says no to everything, but then you go, okay, well. Now there's a special group of fans that we're going to let them, you know, violate the rule. Um, why can't other fans violate the rule? Like, I understand the reason for doing it. Like, I understand that I, I know enough about copyright law. I am not a legal person. So this is not legal advice. Don't be that stupid. Um, but I know enough about copyrights to know that in, in interactions that I've had that, you know, we've had to have people turn shirts inside out and stuff. Cause they have, you know, an Adidas Lego or a Nike swoosh or something like that on there. So I get that because the university is printing this out, I can't have my avalanche logo that the color avalanche own the rights to um, printed on something somewhere. So I understand it, but there's going to be a lot of fans that are going to be like, hey, wait a minute, you're letting them, but you're not letting me. And Right. Okay. No offensive or negative comments about the NCHC or NCHC-affiliated schools. I'll tell you what, it's a good thing that they don't have that regulation on this podcast, or this would this would be the shortest podcast known to man. <laughs> okay. So that's... That, I don't nothing think... offensive? That's like 90% of what I own. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think anybody would have anything negative to say about the NCHC. Now, about some of the fellow schools, I mean, I guess, I guess there could be some, some salty t-shirts, some salty slogans that people would have. I don't know. I, I find that, I find that fascinating, but I think we all, we all are in agreement, you know, no negativity. That, that one I don't think would bother anybody. Okay. Positivity people. So no personal identification such as names, email address, dresses, license plates, phone numbers, or street addresses. <laughs> it's like apparently Dang, I, I think, was gonna put my license plate on my shirt. I don't know if these I don't know if these are the rules for the avatar making company or if these are the rules for you know match.com at this point. I have no idea. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will tell you. I mean, you do realize that that rule specifically is the one where, like, you know, when you get a cup of coffee and and the cup says, warning contents will be hot. Like, <laughs> that's who that's written for. I mean, I will say on the top of the MavPuck.com website, we do have a picture of our MavPuck license plates. So, 
So we can't have something like that. I can't have a picture of myself like wearing a wearing a UNO jersey holding up a license plate, you know, that says map. We can't do that. So can't put a link to your Tinder account on your shirt. Sorry. No, apparently not. Apparently not. Okay, so no names, likenesses, photographs, or other indicia identifying any person without permission. So unless John says that it's okay, I can't put John's face so, on my shirt. So, so wait, I mean, this it's it's going to identify me if you see my face. So do I have to do like that, you know, like that, that, that bl macro blocking, like blurring out thing of my face before I make this? I don't know. John Plus in there, witness protection. See, I even if I say, do that, seriously, like if I can't wear my avalanche sweater and I have to block out my face, like, come on. I mean, you, there's no way you're going to know who I am. Well, I ain't, I ain't paying 50 bucks for that crap if, if, if it's going to be that strict. <laughs> okay, so where were we? Okay. No political statements, logos, slogans, or other political content. So Vote let me ask you me this. and I'll set you free. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because everything's political these days. What if I make, yeah, a, right. what if I make a picture of myself in a mask, you know what I'm saying? In a in a mask to protect others from COVID. Now, I don't look at wearing a mask as a political statement, but there are people who very much look at that as a political statement. They might be offended by that. So, should I not should I not wear a mask in that image? Should that not happen? I I mean, it might be the responsible thing to wear a mask at the hockey game. I mean, I I you know I don't know. I just need I mean, to make sure it's got a logo of my team and not a logo you, or, or not my phone number on the. <laughs> I mean, if you take the, if you take the, the picture of the uh, Durango on your UNO sweater and you put a mask over his, you know, over the mouth of the bull, like, are you gonna get in trouble for that? Cause I think that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> That would be, and you know Pretty I cool could do that. assumption of the season, right? Like <laughs> You know, Photoshop, I work in every day, so you know I could do that. So. Dude, okay. I'd buy that t-shirt, by the way. I If you did that, I would buy that shirt. No alcohol, illegal drugs, tobacco, or firearms slash weapons. We'll call that the ATF rule. <laughs> <laughs> so no beer. I don't, this is, <laughs> you've just eliminated, you know... 90% of North Dakota fans from being able to make an avatar. Cause I'm pretty sure that, you know, the majority of the pictures on their Facebook and Instagram accounts have them holding a beer or alcoholic <laughs> beverage of some sort. But you mentioned that. And that was something that we chatted about earlier was uh, we've, I mean, we've seen the, the North Dakota fans come down to UNO for the games. Right. And there's still a lot of them who unfortunately are still dealing with a bit of an identity crisis. Ooh, yes. Many of them, and I, I would argue the overwhelming majority, are still wearing fighting Sioux apparel. Yeah. So is that something that is considered, yeah, is that political content? It's not sanctioned NCHC attire because the Sioux was 
removed from the university prior to the NCHC when they went through the whole deal with the NCAA. Right. I mean, WCHA days. Technically, it could come under the lineup of, you know, branding of other NCAA or professional sports teams since that technically is not their branding anymore. Right. That's that's another team from the past. Or it could come under the next rule, which is no lewd, inappropriate or offensive photos. See, there are people who find that offensive. That's why they needed to change the name. Yeah, well, and then, and then you get into so if you if you say that they can't do that, then the other one that I see a lot is, and I don't know if it was new a couple seasons ago because I don't remember seeing it until I think I think it was two seasons ago that I saw it for the first time, but it was um, F apostrophe N Hawks. And yeah. I understand that they're the fighting hawks. I get where it comes from. But I'm just saying, like, would a normal person look at that and think F apostrophe N is fighting or something else, let's say? Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. I, um, I, I, we've seen those kind of, shirts. We saw those for when we were in the CCHA, some fans had some, it might've been the Red Army actually, they had some shirts made up for Michigan where they took a, you know, very negative, negative curse word and put that before Michigan. And they switched the M on Michigan with the first letter of that word, which happened to be an F. And so it was bleep Michigan. See, they or no. It was, yes. So, you know, you know what I'm talking about? I, I don't want to you know, I, I don't want our podcast to have any uh, any offensive uh, content here. So I'll just say, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. So we don't know this. This could be a gray area. We'll have to see what happens with that. I don't well, know that they'll stop I think that. that goes back that goes back to your comment about the Red Army and, and whether or not they'd be, you know, allowed because, you know, if they tell the Red Army no, but then they allow fighting suit jerseys. They you're you're all of a sudden you're now in that same that same boat of why are you giving one team preferential treatment over another? And I just I, I like that they're doing it because at least it'll fill the stands and, and give it some sort of, of atmosphere. I thought it was weird in the in, uh, the NHL pod where they just covered the seats with the... I mean, it was really cool, the lighting stuff, the first time I saw it. But, you know, after like 60 games, I was kind of like, okay, I'm over this stuff. <laughs> and the piped-in crowd noise. Um, that was just weird. <laughs> There's clearly no fans there. Why am I hearing? Um, but... I, I don't know. It it'll. I feel bad for the NCAA because I I I feel them wanting to do this, but there's gonna be a lot. There's gonna be a lot of problems. I I fear with this, and so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the next rule. This, oh, there's this more. Is a, We're not done yet. No, we've got okay. no. We've got two more line items here. This is not. Oh, this is not done. I don't okay. like rules, dude. We're already pushing my bubble here. Yeah, I don't need. See, this is why. This is why I, I, I like. I kind of just don't want fans at the games at all this season, 
because it's already annoying during an, a normal season with the you know clear bag rule and everything else. I don't know that I I want to have to you know jump through any more hoops. But I digress. So let's continue. Your image must fill the entire top section of the cutout with no gaps or spaces, or it is likely to be rejected. For best results, place your head as close as possible to the top of the cutout. Now, see, I haven't done this yet, so I don't... And here's the thing. That, that to me, is not so much of a rule as it is... Best like, practices. Here's how you yeah. use the tool, because... If you go to the website, it has you upload, and then it's it's basically just a mask. You yes, that'll be a that you, you that you position it in. Yes, exactly. You just slide the picture around, yeah. make sure that it you know, and you can scale and zoom and stuff to make sure everything right. fits in there, and then you click submit. Does it say anything though? If they reject it, do they tell you why they rejected well, it? Because I'm, I have that problem a lot with ads. Like notoriously, I will set up ads at work, and then I get a an email that says your ad was rejected. I well, I'm that doesn't help me tell me why I'm, you rejected Jason. I'm Jason. I'm getting to this. Okay. Okay. All right. The, the last line item before I okay. I think I will get to information that answers Jason's question. Wear your school's gear. Wait. It says wear your school's gear to be placed with its fans. What does that mean? Oh, maybe that maybe that wasn't one of the line items. Maybe that was the next. I don't know. That no, that's in the, the list of line items. Wear your school's gear to be placed with its fan. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I got it. So they're gonna the, put all of the UNO stuff together yes. in one section, and all the, like the North Dakota stuff together in another section. Well, are we gonna? That's the thing. We're we're hosting this thing. We better get a way better section than. I mean, what do I have to pay if I want to get it in my actual seat? I don't know that from what I understand, you don't get that choice. It's not filling your seat. It's they're going to just fill probably just the lower bowl. If that, and that's the challenge, right? Like we're UNO fans. This is home. Like I would love to see UNO season ticket holders and, and UNO fans in general, just pack the, you know, send in so many of these things that, they can't even have room for anyone we're playing against, right? Right. But at $50 a piece, I don't know that that's necessarily reasonable. I mean, a family of four, are you really going to shell out 200 bucks? Well, here's the scoop, and to that, that brings up a good point. We've been getting texts during this podcast from Bridget and Jolene, who I wish they were just on the podcast with us because it would probably yeah. it would create a lot less pressure for Jason and I to try and carry the conversation for this time. Move so, your little feet and walk down the stairs. Jolene did one with herself, Lexi and Maddie all in one of these like cutout things. And it actually looks pretty cute. And she showed us what it looked like, but the NCHC said, no, it's only one person per cutout. So it would be 200 bucks for a family of four. Yeah. So you got to, maybe, maybe you can use some of the, uh, maybe you can use some of your credited season ticket cost for <laughs> to, to go towards this. Okay. So I'm going well, no, to. No, because it's, it's a different site. So I wouldn't imagine that you couldn't use your university credit to pay for it because they partnered with a third party. Oh, they, it's damn third parties. All right. Okay. So. 
The National Collegiate Hockey Conference and its affiliated schools reserve the right to reject any photo that it determines in its sole discretion violates these guidelines or is otherwise offensive, lewd, derogatory, infringing, discriminatory, or otherwise inappropriate, including sizing of the image. So if they find the sizing of your image offensive, if you don't size it right in there, man, you are getting rejected. The National Collegiate Hockey Conference and its affiliate schools will not be obligated to provide the purchaser a refund if a submitted photo is rejected for any reason. All cutouts may be removed at the discretion of the team if fans are allowed to return to the games in person or for any reason they deem necessary. All sales are final, no refunds. Whew. This is... I don't know. I, I mean, I this. Well, the all sales are final, no refunds one worries me because if I submit it and you say, no, this isn't acceptable, I want my money back. Like, if I thought I followed your rules and now I'm out 50 bucks because you just had a get up for me, like, dude, someone's getting fought. That's going to be. Yeah. I don't they, know about this. They say again. Yeah. In the. the couple paragraphs later all sales are final if you have any questions and you can email the uh email address at fancutouts.com so so i don't i don't know i, so I don't know more how I information to come because at this point in time we don't <laughs> but there's here's gonna the, be a lot of questions I think, here's the problem though jason it is now as we're recording this it is you know tuesday is, night it's 9.35 p.m. on November 24th. You have to have these things in by, you know, November 28th. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, I, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I could see, you know, I could see someone saying family of four. Yeah, we'll do one. But the fact that you can only have one person from the family in it, I think, is. To me, this would have been a good opportunity to say, you know, your season ticket holders. I get that we can't provide it for free, but we'll give you a 50% discount and we'll put it in your seat. Like, to me, that would have been sold. No brainer. Right. Our four seats done. Would you? Oh, ex oh exactly. I. I don't know. I. Yeah. So anyway, if it was fifty bucks for you and Bridget to put your pictures in your seats. Yes, I would. Would totally you have even batted an eye about it? No, not at all. Yeah. See, that's my thing. Is is like, but if at for you guys a hundred bucks for the two of you, for us two hundred bucks for the four of us, like I, I don't know. Now I have to seriously think. Like, do I even care? Well, the question is, am I even going to get to see this? We're talking about games that are streaming on the internet. I mean, unless these are, you know, 4K webcasts, am I even going to be, I mean, are they, are we going to, you know, occasionally, you know, go around the, the stands and look at some, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to have any idea if the thing's even there. I guess unless I get to come I, pick it up later. I did see the announce, the, I think they replied to a tweet or something that said that, um, the the individual schools will be dealing with returning the cutouts to fans 
when and where to return the cutouts to fans. So essentially for us, UNO at some point in time may or may not give us the option to get our cutout that we paid for. And I don't know, keep it as a souvenir or something. I would feel a lot better if they said, yeah, at the end of the season, you'll get it back or, you know, we'll mail it to you or you can come by here on these days and pick it up or something like that. I feel a little bit better about because then it'd be like, okay, well, maybe, uh, you, maybe it's a souvenir I can keep, you know, down the road or something, but. Okay. Jason, let me ask you, does this, if this changes your, if this changes your, your thought on this. Okay. Okay. 20% of all proceeds from the, the fan cutouts will benefit an NCHC student athlete scholarship initiative. Does that make No, sense? because if if I was really <laughs> that motivated on supporting those, I could give two hundred dollars and a hundred dollars and a hundred percent of it goes to the student athlete scholarship <laughs> fund. So why yes. Now no. here's 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 interesting here's an interesting thing, okay? So NCHC fans, don't miss your opportunity to support your team, blah, 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 blah. By purchasing a cutout of yourself, your friends, and family, or even your beloved pet. I'll tell you what I'm going to be offended by. I am, like, horribly allergic to cats. I swear to God. If I am, you know, sat next to somebody's, you know, cat wearing a, you know, maverick hockey tutu, I'm going to be offended by that. It's going to be terrible. And this cat's going to be huge. If you have to fit the cat's head in this like human shaped cardboard cutout, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be like this gigantic man sized cat sitting next to me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of, there's kind of part of me that just like, I want to have like a, like a dog or something wearing a. And here's the thing. Do they keep you from, like, buying a cutout to sit in one of the other team's sections? Only in the sense of it can't be offensive. So I guess yes, if you it's, want it's to wear gear or something, you... <laughs> it's got it's to follow the two pages of rules uh, on these things. So, anyway, I don't know. So I, let's talk about something else. Because <laughs> I think we drugged this well, into the dirt. Well, so just... Wow, look at that, just that abrupt. He's like, I am tired of this. We are moving on. Okay, dude, let's... <laughs> well, we're talking about supporting the team. And okay. I remembered something else. This is going to be... We didn't talk about this in our, our uh, prep for our podcast. So apologies if this seems uh, like a sprung topic on John here. Oh, but boy, this is it's not good a... when we have topics I have not prepared for at all. I think you'll be okay on this one. Okay. A, a, what I feel would be a better way and certainly cheaper way to support our UNO Mavericks is a Facebook post from the Blue Line Club about how you can send in, drop off at, I think it's a bar in Exurban Village. <laughs> you can drop off posters for the team and they... Say they'll make sure with the Blue Line Club, which I, uh, I have no reason to believe that they wouldn't, but you know, source. Uh, 
they will make sure that it gets hung up in the meeting and eating facilities for the team so that you know all of the UNO players and stuff can see your words of encouragement on poster boards and you can include pictures and and whatnot and that and you know you very well know sitting by us and stuff that the kids really like coming up with um quippy little you know fun statements and stuff and nicknames for guys and then playing off some of that stuff and and they make signs and they have the the they have the athletes sign them at times whenever you know we possibly can and i think sullivan's is is one of my favorite right now just because it's from monsters inc and it's sully and it's kind of cool so um so yeah, we thought about like sending some of those things because I thought it'd be I think that would be kind of cool that the the guys get to see that and stuff. I remember when the team went to Boston for the Frozen Four. Uh that there were a bunch of things and we were able to um when we went to the event or something, we were actually able to give uh Kemp some things and I saw like afterwards or something someone posted that um they'd actually seen some of the letters and stuff that people had sent in and stuff and I think that's kind of cool from a player standpoint, at least to be able to see that. Yes. Yes. I know. I think that's a great idea. They've done that before. I remember back in the, uh, this would have been the third year of the UNO hockey program or the third season when they first joined the CCHA and the CCHA playoffs, the way that the format was UNO was able to, uh, after the first round, uh, their first round game in the uh, CCHA playoffs, they were able to secure a play-in game against Bowling Green to go to the uh, uh, NCH or the CCHA uh, championships, uh, the the final four teams in the conference at Joe Louis Arena uh, that that March, and I remember that night fans brought and kind of covered the arena with signs supporting the teams because because it had kind of been an unplanned game and they had taken the ice out of the arena. I believe it was for uh, a tractor show at the Civic Auditorium. I mean, nothing makes us sound more like Hicks than saying it was for a tractor show. It... <laughs> no, we're not. But anyway, but yeah, so that was nice. I remember there was another game where people were able to fax fax messages of support, which <laughs> I'm all for that. Let's just, just bombard the hotels with, with fax messages. Dude, every <laughs> When you say that, like, all I... All I can hear in my head is that sound of the fax machine. <laughs> Look, that was my life in our early years of the business. You have no idea how that's how drafts got sent. I mean, it was like it was news when somebody got an email, they would send out a postcard like we now have an email address. So so yeah, so I don't know that you could send faxes anymore. Um but you know, this is what it is. Now, I will say full disclosure, I think Jason is not only is he a big proponent of this idea because his his wife and daughters make some great signs for the UNO hockey players, but I think he I think he's also preferring this idea to the cardboard cutouts because Jason and his family, along with Kevin Newbauer and his family, were featured in the photo that the Blue Line Club <laughs> used to promote this concept. So so just so you know, just so you know, they they did a they did a good job isolating some fans who uh who did some nice signage for this. So that, that might be influencing his feelings right now. So you just don't it know, but, but yes, you may can, you or can, may not have factored into the segment of the podcast. Yes. So you can, you can drop off the signs at the backlot tap house restaurant because it's where 
Dudley's Pizza, Dudley's Pizza used to be in Exarban Village, right next to Exarban Cinema. Okay. And, yes, and it's owned by the Barstow family who own Exarban Cinema. So you can drop them off there, and it said, please check out the Backlot Tap House website for that location's hours next week. So I'm assuming you can drop the signs off anytime during business hours next week, and they will get to whatever hotel the team is staying at. That's as I understand it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming you guys will be guys will be doing that next week. I suspect we'll be making a trip down there. One of us it. will at least masked up and <laughs> probably after Thanksgiving just I don't because. I don't think you're required to make a purchase at Backlot Tap House in Exarban Village. But at this point now, after after reading all of those, you know, cardboard cutout rules, I have no idea what the the stipulations are going to be for getting your sign in front of the team at the team hotel. <laughs> I'm sure they'll take down names and phone numbers of who dropped it off and they'll screen it accordingly. So we may be screwed there. They'll be like, oh, those are the podcast guys. We're not taking those signs over there. Uh, I doubt it. I think, I think you'll be okay. You'll be all right. But I don't expect to get them back. That's the one thing that we're going to have to figure out is how we're going to do this because, you know, the girls put a lot of effort into those signs and we would love to have them up, but I'm not, I'm not going to take them down and, you know, have them disappear or something. So we may do some photos and stuff and take those down. So, you know, you, yeah, you might, what you might consider doing um, is taking them to like a copy place, like a copy max or, I don't know. Is Kinko's still around? I don't even know. I don't. I I do everything digitally now. Um, take it to one of those places and have them do a like a color copy of it and print out some of your best signs on poster board. Maybe you know. Yeah, what I'm I saying? kind of figured what I'd probably do is just collage it out and you know use use one of the programs. I have so many. I don't know which one I would use. I would use one of them or something and just take the pictures that we have of them, take pictures of new ones and stuff that we don't have. Um, the players, because that's one of the cool things that Jolene does is that when we get one of the players to sign it, she takes a picture of the girls with that player and their sign. And so um, we'll take some of those and stuff and, and toss them up and I'll just put them into a little collage thing. I was thinking I'd just okay. take it over there. You can send them remotely. Like I can just send it, you know, via email kind of thing. Uh to a you know to a print shop or something and say all right sure. print this out for me on you know X yeah. size poster board and call it good. And, and as far as we know, there there isn't a you know a laundry list of rules like there were for the cardboard cutouts. So we don't know if there are any rules prohibiting pictures of people holding signs as opposed to just the signs themselves. So. We don't know that for sure. I'm just, I'm giving Jason a hard time now. He's probably is glad I'm not there because he'd just be like strangling me like right now. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see because the, the picture of me and the girls with Weiss when he signed his sign has me in my abs jersey. So if they're going to have the same rules, then we're kind of screwed right oh, there. Oh so. boy. Banned. 
expand. It'll, it'll it's never gonna make it out of the back lot tap house. It's like rip, <laughs> rip that sucker. <laughs> find it in a dumpster the next day. <laughs> That's right. But yes, uh, I would encourage fans uh, who are inclined, uh, who are maybe artistically inclined, creative and creatively inclined to. Uh, to make a sign in support of the teams. I know there are some other folks in the arena who have vinyl banners that they tie to um, the railings and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I hope it'd be great if UNO, the the folks involved, would take uh, some pictures of that if that is the case. Um, yeah, so it'd be really cool if some of these staff members and stuff could, you know, post on social. The Blue Line Club would be a, a great place since they're the, appear to be kind of the ones heading this up. But yeah. You know, if we could just see our, you know, our messages and stuff in action and then see them, you know, hanging up, that'd be kind of cool because I could see some of the players just really getting into it and, you know, spending some some time while they're, you know, waiting for food or something going around and, you know, seeing if there's any letters addressed specifically to them. I remember Gensel had said that in the, uh, about the letters and stuff. And Austin Ortega was my oldest favorite player at the time and so he had mentioned that he had actually read their letters and that so um you know in the past this stuff has gotten to the players and i think that's that's kind of a cool thing for them to know that even though we can't be there in the stands screaming and yelling and cheering them on you know we're doing the same thing here from home and we're really pulling for them because i think all of us as fans are really hoping that uh, despite the abnormal circumstances to the pod, that uh, this is an opportunity for them to succeed and, and make steps in their growth and their development. Uh, absolutely. We we hope that they're able to get the, the season off to a solid start for sure, because because if they're not, it, uh, it could potentially spell doom for this season, and, and, uh, and nobody wants to see that happen. I think we, uh, we all would enjoy being able to watch hockey, however... However, that may be uh, throughout, you know, January, February, and March. So we'll just have to see what happens. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I'll look forward to seeing your guys, uh, your guys' signs. Uh, be sure to take some pictures of those and uh, and uh, and share those with us. And I'll I'll be interested to see as well if you guys do a cardboard cutout because I still think you guys might end up doing that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll do that. We'll we'll see what uh we'll see what happens when I've proportionally sized my head and and uh put on my officially sanctioned uh NCHC apparel. It'll all be good. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well I guess I guess Jason, that's a wrap for this week. I got nothing more unless you do. Yeah, uh, we should be back next week, right? With the pod to talk game about starting. Game. Yeah, we needed. I think our format we had said probably not every other day since the games are every other day, but (laughs) more than once a week, maybe. Yeah, I would. I would think we'll we'll play a buyer. We'll we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, It'll certainly be interesting to see how this goes and if the games get off without a hitch or if there are any COVID problems going into this. I have no idea, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we'd want to do every, every other day. It's a, it's a constant struggle. Um, as you we'll all see. listening are well aware to, we haven't <laughs> to had this. much to talk about. We may get into the first game and say, you know what? Finally, there's something and we'll, 
Well, okay. inevitably, if we do more frequent ones, it'll be a lot, unless there's just a lot of like interesting and controversial, you know, news Stuff swirling around right? these games. They should be a lot shorter, which everybody, including, you know, Bridget will be thrilled to hear. But Jason and I like the longer ones. So if you're listening to the podcast on social or something, put in the comments, tell us if you want us to do it after every game or if you're okay with a uh, modified format. Yes. And just, just to clarify, not after like every single game, but after every no, like UNO game, if daily, you would like yeah, every us. Every other day. Yeah. Every other day. Unless they're playing back-to-back games, we, we might wait until after the second game to do that. But if you would like to have us do it, you know, after... Roughly speaking, after every UNO game, let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter when I share this podcast. Let us know on Facebook when we share this podcast. And we will take those comments into account. But until next time, follow MapPuck on Facebook. Follow MapPuck on Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media channels and all the back episodes of this podcast on MapPuck.com. I just spent an insane amount of time uh, embedding the Apple Podcast Player, which is brand new from Apple, last week. So I went back and did the two previous seasons as well as the the first three episodes of this season. And it was a time-consuming day putting uh, embed code on the site for all of those podcasts. But it's really nice now so you can listen to it on any of the platforms that you want. And uh, if you subscribe on any of those platforms, we would love it if you would uh, go on there and uh, give us a rating. And uh, it helps our uh, analytics and it helps uh, us gain more listeners, which is why we do this. It's, uh, it's fun to know that people are listening and enjoying the podcast. So looking forward to the pod games, Jason. Until Ooh, next week. Until next week. Go Mavs. Go Mavs. Go Mavs.